Yo, 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 girls. Uh, hello. Uh, hello. The face that I just made um, kind of looked like a butthole, but if you're listening to this on our podcast, you wouldn't have seen that. <laughs> so you're blessed. Hey, everyone. It's Shan and the Practice Indie Yoga podcast. We're also trying this in a video format, so we'll see how that goes. We're going to start with a brief discussion about our uh, focus this week and then do a quick practice on our post so you know what to expect, whether you're joining us virtually or in person. Uh, we always have the same great programming each week. Um, and by same, I mean it changes every week, but it's always like super amazing. So... Uh, so yeah, so this week we are going to be talking about bhakti yoga or just bhakti as a theme. Um, bhakti, I'm going to pull up the definition right now. Uh, this one source, easternspirituality.com slash glossary, uh, states that bhakti is a Sanskrit term that means intense devotion expressed by action, service. A person who practices bhakti is called a bhakta. So uh, it also says here, it literally means attachment, participation, devotion to, fondness for, homage, faith or love, worship, piety, as a religious principle or means of salvation. So in bhakti, uh, in Hinduism, it refers to devotion and the love of a personal god or representational god by a devotee. So bhakti is cited in the Gita and cited uh, before the Bhagavad Gita as um, in the Bhagavad Gita, it is a path of yoga, a way that we can engage the practice of yoga, yoga meaning union or actually in the Bhagavad Gita, yoga meaning skillfulness in action. Um, and it also just alludes to devotion as a spiritual way of engaging you know, the God of your understanding. So bhakti um, is so often translated as love or devotion. Uh, Baba Ram Das, who's, you know, very famous in the West and um, just recently passed, you know, his entire career, air quotes, his entire life as a spiritual aspirant was about devotion and bhakti. So he was very immersed in mantra meditation and offering up mantra as a way of devotion and love. So it's definitely a buzzword in yoga, um, but I don't think a lot of people really know what it means. And if they do, you know, they may not actually engage in the practices. So a, a classical way to engage in bhakti yoga, in particular bhakti yoga, would be to have a bhakti practice of, you know, um, maybe having a puja or an offering ceremony at the beginning of the day or a ritual around that. Um, you might be in your ritual chanting of mantra, I've heard a bhakti practice to be, you know, every time you cook something to do so with great love and to like infuse the food with your love and your devotion. So it's anything that in my limited experience, and let me say, you know, I'm not a scholar, I'm just a yoga teacher and someone who invests a lot of time and energy in studying this, but um, you know, my experience, it does tend to be something repetitive, whether it's a daily practice of offering puja, you know, flowers, rice to the deity that you are celebrating, or um, the repetition of mantra, perhaps it's in a kirtan setting, perhaps that's your, your daily meditation. That's classically what we, we tend to hear when we're talking about bhakti yoga. Now, um, you know, we're at just like a totally 
bananas time in the world. And one of the things I'm, I personally and practice indie as sort of a piece of me is curious about is how we can make the yoga practice a modern adaptation or a modern addition to our lives, how we can be yogis in a modern world. And so while I think, you know, uh, doing puja and um, a mantra practice, something that I have myself is um, incredibly important. I also think it's just like more to that cooking example in the way we are in the world all the time. Um, specifically at this juncture in time, really looking at this definition of God and um, you know, if God doesn't speak to you, universal consciousness or whatever you believe is higher than yourself, if you believe that. And if you do believe that, even if that's community, even if what you believe is higher than yourself is just the, uh, you know, collection of people in your life. I think we've got to really look at as modern postural yogis. If you're listening to this or you're watching this and you're someone who engages in the asana practice, the physical postures of yoga, We've got to dig a little bit deeper and ask ourselves, what are we devoted to? I definitely know people who their religion is separate from their yoga practice. Their yoga practice is something that is more fitness-based. And I would ask you to analyze that. Um, when we engage in the practices of yoga, we are engaging in something that is asking for us to bring union to our whole selves. And that means mind, body, spirit, mind, body, breath. Um, and so I think incorporating some level of bhakti, some level of devotion is implied when you really take this seriously at all. Um, and in particular with the civil, I always get it wrong, is it civil or civic? Uh, the, the current unrest around race, the, you know, the like digging up and totally being thrust into the public eye, although it's always been there, but everybody is hopefully, or most people are hopefully awakening to the systematic oppression in this country from white supremacy to in specifically in this moment to black people, but people of color in general, um, anyone outside of the, you know, cisgender heteronormative uh, white Christian culture, you know, if you are waking up to that, it is time in my humble opinion, to infuse some sort of a bhakti practice daily because you, it's either all sacred or it ain't. And I'm going to say all, but then I'm going to say like Black Lives Matters and that's its own statement and that is important. It is so important. It is so important, period. Black Lives Matter, period. So if you are a yogi who can't get on board with that statement, you need to really look at yourself. You need to really look at when you espouse love and light, how can you do that and leave people out, you know, or, or not understand how damaging a phrase like all lives matter, which by the way, I had absolutely said that phrase. About five years ago, I said that phrase. I will forever look back and think, what an idiot. Um, but I, you know, I know better, I do better. I now understand the implications and the pain of that statement and what it negates. And as yogis, this is just such an important time to devote, to devote to service, to devote to each other, 
if what we see is God in everyone or a higher power, a higher energy in everyone, now is the time to devote to those practices. So whether that is literally chanting Black Lives Matter, so you get it in your skull, specifically white person I'm speaking to you, um, then maybe that's your practice right now. If that means, you know, almost a, almost a new version of tithing where you are putting part of your income to businesses owned by black people, um, maybe that is the way that you show up in devotion. If you are, you know, starting a practice of, um, advocating for your company, the hiring of black people, you know, perhaps you're, you have a daily practice of who you're reaching out to or contacting and, and you are doing it in such a loving and devotional way that it becomes your bhakti. So while there is this traditional standard of puja and mantra, and while I, I know it's probably, um, I'm being a heretic by suggesting these alternative versions, I think in the light, in the vein of what this focus this week means to, you know, be in a practice of love and devotion to something higher than yourselves. We are now in a, in a place in the world where we can no longer turn the blind eye to how it's not, it's not even like separate and equal. <laughs> it's just unequal and unfair and people are dying. And if anything right now, it is the time as a yogi to create a repetitious practice that is in devotion to something higher than ourselves, which if you see that as community or you see God in everyone, then you are devoting to the people in your community, namely in this moment, black people, especially who have lived through 400 plus years of inequity in this country. We're also at you know, the intersection of LGBTQ plus, it's Pride Month. Uh, rights are being taken away from the LGBTQ plus community as we speak. Um, so maybe your practice is around, you know, giving your devotion to that and creating practices towards you know, building equity there, um, seeing God in every single person, no matter how they, uh, uh, identify, sorry, lost my word, how they identify or whatever. So I think we've all got to really look at bhakti this week as an opportunity, as an offering to create practices around how are we devoting to that which is higher than ourselves, that which is greater than ourselves. Or if you're more of the ilk that, you know, that which is higher than ourselves is ourselves. How are you devoting that to other people? How are you devoting that to each other? Um, so I, yeah, I, I'm really sitting with this theme this week of, you know, we've had a tumultuous couple of weeks with Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd. And I think for white people, because everything still is rigged in our favor, it's going to feel like this moment has passed, just like after school shootings, we'll all be in this like mournful space and then we move on. A bhakti practice would invite us to do it every single day, religiously, literally, religiously, repetitiously. Um, and if we're really seeking union, what is more union than fighting for everybody to have equity? So I know right now there are a lot of resources being passed around and um, so I'm not going to inundate you with resources. However, if you want them, you can email me, Shannon at Practice Indy, and I have loads of books that I have personally read that I'd love to share, um, and movies and podcasts and all kinds of things. So 
please feel empowered to reach out if those are things you are seeking. Um, but above all, be in this conversation with yourself of what is bhakti to me? What does it mean to love and to devote to something higher than myself? Um, you know, with the current pandemic, maybe that means wearing a mask. Maybe wearing a mask religiously is the way that you show up in true devotion for your highest power. Um, you know, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable as hell. I don't, I don't enjoy doing yoga in a mask. I'm sure you're shocked to hear that. I don't enjoy teaching yoga in a mask, but I teach yoga in a mask because I have so much love for the divine light that is within me and that is within all beings around me. So I have taken that as part of my bhakti practice is to devote to others by wearing masks in public spaces. Um, so yeah, just really sitting with what is devotion and something that, um, you know, is, I think profound about bhakti is often it is, it is uncomfortable. I think about when I was a kid growing up in Alabama, I would see, um, families praying at the dinner table. Um, you know, I would assume typically Christian families. Uh, praying at the dinner table in public spaces. And I used to think like, what a bunch of derps, if I'm being honest. Um, and I now realize like what it would have taken for them to do that in a public space. Like it is counter to sit at a table in a public space and pray before you eat your food. And that is uncomfortable. And they would do that because of their devotion and their love to the God of their understanding. So that to me has been really sticking out as like a bhakti practice. And I understand by putting it in Christian terms and I'm, I'm culturally appropriating that. And so I don't mean to take away from this comes from Hinduism. Um, but I do think as yogis, especially as Western yogis, we've already appropriated the hell out of this. Um, so what we need to do is recognize where it's come from which is India, which is Hinduism, and then meet that where we are. I'm not a Hindu, but I do believe in a higher power. Um, I do believe that that power, that higher consciousness is within me and within everyone else. And so the best way I can show devotion and I can show love and commitment to that is by sometimes doing uncomfortable things, you know, put, putting up posts about Black Lives Matters. Now, that also means that I've got to follow up with action. So when we see bhakti in the Bhagavad Gita, it is associated with karma yoga, and they often are, they are put together, karma yoga, the yoga of action. So not only do I devote to that higher source again and again and again, but I do it so in skillful action and in conscious action. So yeah, as a studio this week, that's what we're focusing on. I highly recommend... Um, you know, getting curious about that and getting curious about what it is that would show your devotion to whatever you believe is higher than yourself. Um, and with that, we're studying Ustrasana or camel pose this week. So if you're listening on the podcast, um, I'm going to say peace out and send you on your way. And maybe you'll pop back on our YouTube page and check out this short little flow.